Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and this is a very first for me. I'm sitting at my door, and I wanted to talk to you close up without any boards about how you, yes, you are doing, you know, that forever person. This is a stressful time for our soul and our physical body. Maybe you haven't thought about, is this COVID-19 affecting my spirit? Is it affecting my spiritual relationship with God? Is it affecting its just normal, peaceful, restful state? Can COVID-19 affect that? Well, how would it? Is there a spiritual COVID-19 that's going on? Could be. Is this a spiritual thing that's happening? Could be. Is it coming from the flesh? Yes. Are viruses natural in the world? Yes. Are there spiritual viruses? Oh, yes. And they attack the same way that we learn how the COVID-19 attacks our cells. A spiritual virus comes into our spirit. And it does the same thing. It injects itself with poison and death and re reproduces itself inside of our spirit. Well, how would it get to our spirit? If you have open doors, just like we hear about the COVID-19, if you have underlining physical conditions, breathing problems, some heart conditions, maybe your sugar levels and diabetes and other things, it affects all ages, sex, no sex, all genders, transgenders. It crosses every boundary and border. It has no limitations. So what kind of virus would a COVID-19 be spiritually? What would be the preconditions that we would have in our spirit that would cause it to come into it? Would we get the same kind of effects? Breathing problems, oh yes. You wouldn't be able to breathe in the breath and the spirit of life. You would be choked off spiritually from it. And you would have terrible vexations and fears of death. And your spirit would be weak. And it would have no strength. And it might go running and hiding in fear. It might put itself in isolation like we all are now today. Yes, there is a spiritual virus. May not be called COVID-19. Did it come from China? Could. Does it come from the animals? Maybe. But it's something to think about because usually the earthly world that we look at is a shadow. It's a reflection of what is going on spiritually. Who's behind this? Well, there's three different People or things that could be behind this spiritual attack, this spiritual world war. Could be God himself, as he did with the Israelites. In fact, we just watched Moses and the Ten Commandments and how God used plagues and nature supernaturally to change people's hearts, the leaders of nations, to let people go, to free them. And you even heard Moses in the throne room saying that if a leader believed that people were only cattle to be enslaved and they have no hope and no life, 
then that's not a true leader. And he would fight against that leader, even if that leader, the Pharaoh, had raised him up as a child. It's the heart condition of the leaders and the nations, of what they think about people. So spiritually, I've been teaching in some areas on the website and on YouTube. There are spiritual things that are over nations, that control the governments. Some governments have kicked God out, have kicked all type of faith and spirituality out, and they punish them. Others, they kind of sort of do it, but it's not the right kind. It's not really what the, their faith of love God and love your neighbor is about. Also, there's other things people maybe have lost faith. People have opened doors of many different kinds, just as we see in the natural, and they are not spiritually healthy. They have issues in their spirit. And until you have a Hebrews 4.12 experience where your spirit, your forever man, is separated from your soul, which is your feelings and your mind, and separated from the physical body, which has a lot of different chemicals and it has a lot of different appetites. Till that occurs, the spirit, the forever man, the real you, is affected by what's going on in your soul, your feelings, your fears, and what's going on in your physical body, because you're all one. So this new, I'm going to try to do several of these, maybe during this time, I'm checking out the uh, my door, my light, and I'm just talking to you and teaching. So is there a spiritual COVID-19 virus? Yes. Is it on the planet Earth? Yes. Did it come from animals? Spiritual animals? Yes. Is it spreading all over the world? Yes. One of the great things people ask me on the Internet from other countries, what I think about it. And sometimes I do ask uh, whether who's behind it, because somebody is behind us. What was the reason for it? We know from the Bible that in Egypt, when God wanted to set his people free from taskmasters and slave masters and from a government nation that had enslaved them, if you study the Bible, you understand that originally the Israelites came into Egypt as friends. And Joseph was buddy-buddy with the Pharaoh. Well, they increased and they multiplied. And then the, several generations down the road, the new Pharaohs became afraid that these Hebrews, as they were called, uh, which meant wanderers, were going to multiply so much that they would side with Egypt's enemies against them. So instead of having sort of an uh, enemy inside, they enslaved them. And they started using them, as we know, as slaves. Ah, they beat them. They had no rights. And it was simply because they were Hebrew and they were from the children of Israel. I just watched the movie, The Ten Commandments, last night, and I hope Islam watched it, because when Moses was cast out of Egypt before he became 
the deliverer, he actually got into the Sinai Desert and he met uh, the Bedouins. And he was talking to them about their God of Israel. And the Bedouins said, I think his name was Jethro, he said that they too, this God that had no name to them, they were the children of Ishmael, of Abraham, and they were the obedient of God. And they knew about this God. And they knew this, this God was also the God of Israel. So they both had the same God at that time. And they both were uh, from children of Israel. And uh, one went into Egypt. Others stayed, stayed over in the Sinai. So it's like two brothers found each other. Two parts of the family came together under one God. And they took in Moses and raised him up. He was maybe in his early 20s or something. He stayed there until his time came to run face to face with this God. So is there, a, can God be using this earthly uh, virus and be doing something earthly to people? Yes. Can uh, he be using it, a spiritual virus like this? what would be his purposes probably many different depending on who you were also we know from the bible that job uh, had some issues and that was a uh, satan and god himself uh, we're talking up in the throne room and satan said oh, that job that's yours that's blessed that you love well he only will bless you and worship you because you've given him life and blessings and peace and joy and if you let me take all that stuff away from him he won't bless you he'll curse you and so God made a deal with Satan unbeknownst known to Job he said okay Satan you can go down there and t take things away from Job but you can't touch him so Satan came down and through a tornado an earthly tornado he killed Job's children Killed a lot of his sheep. Killed a lot of stuff. He didn't touch Job or Job's wife. And Job held. And a lot of people said, why could that happen? There was an open door that Job had. He used to get up every morning and sacrifice a lamb in fear for his children. That they might sin against this God. I bet you they were doing something that Job knew about that didn't line up with what they were supposed to be doing. And actually, the night that they died, they were all in their house having a party. So Job was fearful that they would not serve God correctly. And that was the open door, fear, to come in. And the kids were doing something they shouldn't be doing. So they died, and a lot of the sheep and everything. Well, that didn't stop Job from blessing and uh, worshiping his God. And then Satan went back to the throne and said, Oh, you got a hedge around Job. That's why. Let me touch his body. And if I touch his body with something, he ain't going to bless you. He ain't going to sing praises to you. He'll curse you. And I'll even put pressure through his friends and his wife to tell him to curse you. God says, okay, Satan, you may do that. But you cannot kill Job. 
So down Satan came and Job got something. Leprosy maybe. <sighs> Lost more things. And here comes his wife. Lovely wife. Why don't you just curse God and die? That's not good. That's not good family support. Uh, Job didn't. He had three friends that sat with him and they weren't helpful or encouraging at all. And Job almost failed. Almost gave up, but he didn't. And the story goes, which I just learned, is that after he passed all these tests and God proved to Satan that Job could hold, that Job loved him no matter what, because Job said, I came into this world with nothing, I'm going out with nothing, but I love my God, I will bless him. So that shut the mouth of that Satan, that liar. Then what happened was God comes down and starts talking to Job and tells him and he asks, because Job was questioning, which all of us do at times. Where were you when all this was going on? I love you. I've been praying to you. I've been worshiping you. Where are you been? So God comes down and he sort of chastises Job. He says, where were you when I created all this stuff? Were you here when I made the winds to do this? Name the stars. Well, guess what happened? When he was finished, Job said to God, You know, God, I have heard about you, but now I have seen you. The same thing happened with Moses. He had heard from his people about this God that had no name, this God of Israel, this God of Abraham who had no name. But he had, nobody had it. It'd been 400 years. No, they had forgotten him. They had no personal experience with him. So when Moses got drawn by the burning bush, by God himself, to meet him, it's like what Job said, I've heard about you. But now that I have seen you, now I know you are God. Sometimes we hear, but we don't see. Sometimes we hear about him. And through tests and trials of sickness and death, and stuff like COVID-19 and isolation, our hearing, we have no personal experience. We haven't met him personally. We don't really know that he exists. And so we're like Job. We doubt. We waver. We got friends that aren't encouraging. Life sometimes is hard. We all need to have an experience spiritually with our spiritual man, the forever person, and to see God and hear his voice and come to know him personally, just like Job did. So what's going on now? Is this a spiritual attack? Could be. Is this God allowing Satan just like he did with Job? Could be. Is this God himself bringing some judgment could be. Is this God setting some people free? Could be. What I asked God was, okay, it could be the earth itself. Because God gave the earth powers. And it says it, we're not to be doing violence and shedding blood. And if we do, the earth will get fed up with it. It will open its mouth and swallow you up in earthquakes. Tsunamis will come. Fires will come. It has power. 
Could this be the earth rising up because you're mistreating animals in wet markets? Or you're shedding innocent blood in the womb through abortion? Could this be the earth rising up because of child abuse, sex abuse, domestic violence? Could this be the earth rising up because the drug cartels take wonderful natural plants and turn it into drugs of, that, that enslave people just for money? Could be. Everything has power. Could this also be a satanic virus? Could be. And I know it could be any one of those things. So I asked God early on, what do I do? Give me a Bible story so I know how to go through this. So here's what comes up. Ten Commandments. Moses. I hear Moses saying, Turn from your wrath, O oh God, when he heard what the Pharaoh had said that the firstborn would die. He knew it was God's hand of judgment. He tried and he pleaded to turn God from it after he heard from Nefertiri that Pharaoh had pronounced and decreed that the firstborn of Israel would die. Well, God turned that thing around and he told Moses, that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be the firstborn of Egypt from the cows to the Pharaoh's son. And Moses pleaded right in front of Nefertiri, Oh God, turn from your wrath. Have mercy. But God did not. He was bound and determined, we see in the movie, to set the people free. And he had to keep hardening the heart. But what was happening was God was doing battle in Egypt against all the demonic gods that had controlled that country and that people. They believed there were gods in the Nile, gods of the fields, gods here. God, you know, they all looked like stone, half human and half animal. God was in a battle against the demonic taskmasters, the strongmen of the nation that worked through the government of Egypt to set his people free. And he was going to use Israel, we learned, as the prototype, the seed. He was going to give them the oracles, the law. He was going to be, they were going to be his royal priests. And then they were to go out and tell all the world about this wonderful God. And they were to show his wonderful blessings. But war was on. And this was God doing battle spiritually, but in the natural, to set the people free. So Moses pleaded, and I'm sure many of us are pleading, that God didn't turn from it. So then I get this vision. I see these. I get my leaders. I get my guidance from the Holy Spirit. And I see the death angel coming through Egypt. And I hear the instructions that God gave Moses. Kill a lamb. Put the blood on your doorpost. And stay inside. And worship me and praise me. And be content. It will pass. So what I knew to do was take the blood of the Lamb of God. Called Christ Jesus. Put it over my spirit, repented for everything that I thought maybe thoughts and things that I've done, which I know, just in my soul. Okay, And then I stay inside. I obey the government. I stay at my house and go out in the yard. I go to Walmart maybe once every couple of weeks and shop. And I'm content. Just like in the movie, we just saw it last night, because uh, it's Passover and Easter's coming. And uh, it will pass. 
and wonderful things will happen, but some people will be sad. Some people will be in mourning. Nations will be changed. But even though that um, this happened, Pharaoh didn't. He, he got stirred up by his wife, and he went to war after him, and God had to do one more thing in the Red Sea to kill them because he was bound and determined. So is this a thing of God? It could be. Is this a thing of Satan? Like Job, could be. Is this a thing where the earth has got power and could be? Was this released from a godless nation that kicked God out years ago, China, and they have turned to eating and trapping wild animals and dogs that are our best friends, cats and all, and killing them live and eating them pretty much raw. Some of them are used where they believe China has a lot of things that they want sexual enhancement. They will use these for medicines. I've already had a discussion with President Xi about this. And he's been warned. And things have been decreed. And uh, so it can be all of it at the same time. I know that it is a time of testing and trials. It's a time both in the natural in the soul, and in the spirit. So is there a COVID-19 spiritual virus going on? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it attacking us spiritually now? Yes. Just like you see in the natural. Everything you see in the natural is being played out on the spiritual. It is a spiritual looking at, excuse my tape stopped, it is a spiritual war that is being seen in the natural, and and it is war. And that is what you saw on the Ten Commandments movie when these things started happening. So I don't really know who's behind it. I don't know the, all the purposes. All I know is we're all in test. I know some of us are very vulnerable. Some of us will pass away and go on into eternity. And... Some will be left. Some will go through it unscathed and not get it. Some will live in fear and torment. Some will be vexed. Some will have suicide and depression in their soul. They will be so fearful. The isolation from normal life. We're also learning that some things are not considered essential. So you're having a time of reflection, a time to think about yourself. What are you doing? What is important and valuable in your life? And lots of stuff is going on, both in the spirit, in the soul, and in the physical body. So I wanted to come to you and just say, this is my little COVID-19 video. And I want you to be aware of, it is a spiritual battle that's going on. It is a battle, as we know, war has been declared in the natural. And what you see in the natural is reflective of what is happening in the spiritual. And it is going on. The spiritual is happening to your spirit man. It's under attack. There are the demonics of the virus. And I, I asked God to even show me what it looked like spiritually. So what happens is these spiritual viruses, their curses, their words. Excuse me, I have to scratch my nose. 
they are demonic that want to get into your spirit. They're death. They're carriers of spiritual death. They will cut your breathing off of the spirit. You can't get a breath of fresh air from the Holy Spirit. Your eyes hurt. Your head hurts spiritually. Uh, you are strained. The fear in your spirit. You cannot think straight. You you lose your strength. You get a fever. They inject themselves spiritually into your spirit and bring death. They cut you off from God and his peace and his joy and his life and his hope and his uh, compassion. Even though he's there, you're cut off. There's a war going on spiritually for your thoughts and your concepts, for trying to steal your joy and your hope and your uh, love of God and wants to turn you like he turned Job, hoping Job would turn and curse him. Some people are praying and they die. Some people are praying and their children die. Some people are praying and they lose their parents. And Satan is hoping you will curse God. And you won't hold. So everybody's under a test. Everything is being, some people might say it's being shaken. Everything that will will blow away in the wind is being blown away. Everything that could be shaken is being shaken. Everything that could be challenged is being challenged. Test time. I tell my uh, family, my daughter-in-law and son, we're going through a test. You either go through it and pass and stay in faith and hope, or you fail. You go through it with the right heart attitude. You do what your heart tells you to do. And you go through it. You get on, you learn Zoom. You get on the internet. You study, you read. You reconnect with your family. You stay connected to people through Zoom. You study, you learn. You exercise at home. Planet Fitness, and they're doing exercises on video. My little granddaughter had her karate class and tournament on Zoom. We got to watch all the way down in Pensacola, Florida. It was wonderful. I don't normally get to see her doing her karate. But some wonderful things come out. So go through it correctly. You're in a test. Your concepts are being challenged. Your thoughts, what's important to you, where your heart lies, what kind of job are you doing? Some jobs, they're not important to humanity. They're just entertainment. They're just distractions. They don't do anything. Somebody gets rich for distracting you from life. So it's a time of reflection. It's a time of peace if you can get there. It's a time of learning and growing. So I wanted to send you this little thing. We are in a war. Uh, everybody is, it is affecting everybody. It's a world war spiritually. Things have been unleashed. Things have been sent out. Was it done purposely? There's always has to be legal rights for a spiritual war to attack. As we saw with both in Moses and in Job. God is there. All you have to do is call on him. What is he interested in? Is he interested in the physical? Yes, he'll use it, but he wants the spiritual. He wants that forever man. 
He paid a price for that forevermore. So if you do die, and you have open doors, there's some people that have lots of open doors. The doctors have told them, change your lifestyle, change your eating habits, exercise, lose weight, get everything in balance, and they won't do it. Why? Rebellion is in their soul. They don't want to be told what to do. And when they die, we all want them to know that they'll be in heaven or paradise, and they won't go down. They don't want to go down. So, test time. If you are a Christian, read the Bible. If you are Islamic or somebody else, read. How do you go through a test? Is it a spiritual battle? Yes. But what do you do if you can't go to church and pray? You pray at home. You worship at home. You study, you read, you continue. America, we're all going through it. Every nation, excuse me, my nose itches. What happens when you cannot do your normal religious things? And now you can't even fellowship except on the internet and in small groups. Test time. Everything's being tested. You're learning patience. At least we're not being burned at the stake. We're not being thrown to lions alive. So it is a little different. But this is a spiritual war and a physical war. And you must know that. And you must be a soldier. Some of us will be stronger. And some of us will come out. Others will be they will fall uh, in, in this war. And we might lose many generations. And there's a lot going on. And so, but be encouraged. There is a big guy up on this throne in the spiritual realm who loves you and cares about you, will help you go through it if you ask him, even if he has to help you go through death. You'll be there to receive you. You'll be there. And usually I love what the Catholics do. They have their last rites. If you get a chance, they get all the sin out. They take Holy Communion and they get their lives right with God. And then they go. So if you get that chance, do it now. Some of us are going to pass on into eternity. We'll see you later. You're not far away. I can come visit the throne room any time, but your earthly days are over with for whatever reasons. In Satanism, it's called you're on the list and uh, your time is up. Your assignment is finished. You've been recalled. Uh, some of us are living in what we'd call, uh, as, who was it? Daniel in the lion's den. You are captive in another nation and you're going to get thrown to the lion's. Some of you will get it. You'll come out of it, just like Daniel did, just like Job did. Each person needs to re look and ask, who am I? What is this going on? Moses didn't get affected. He went through it. I just saw it again last night. He went through it. The night it was terrible, the night of terrors and death. But he was at peace. He was doing what God told him to do. He knew it would pass. He was sorrowful that people had to die. He was sorrowful even when the Egyptians came after him and he had to 
raise his hand to drown them in the Red Sea. But he was on a God mission to help the whole world. Believe it or not, if you believe this, when Christ Jesus went into hell after his death on the cross, he went and preached to the pharaohs, to all of Egypt. They were locked in, down in a section of hell. He preached his word. They believed in him, and they took off and went to heaven. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They were all forgiven, but he had to die and go serve and do the punishment in hell, and then he could release them. So there's a battle both in the earth realm, in the physical realm, in the soulish realm for your fears. Your soul is fearful, it's angry, it's mad. It'll drink more, it'll do more drugs, it'll beat more dogs, beat more children and wives, it wants more sex. None of that stops. Human trafficking does not stop. Child abuse does not stop. It goes on. Even during isolation. A lot probably out on the internet with pornography. A lot of self gratification going on. A lot of thoughts of anger and not don't like to be told what to do by the government and that's not right. And a lot of fear and stress because of loss of jobs. That's all in your soul. But your spirit is also going through it. And if your spirit can stay strong in love, hope, it will endure all the soul's fear and torment and vexation. So be encouraged. There is a light at the end of this. It will pass. And I hope that when it passes, all of you will passed your test with flying colors and you will come out a different person and things in life will be much different for you and you will have realized that maybe you have lost sight of what is really important. You've forgotten how to love your neighbor. You have forgotten about how to love God. You have forgotten how to uh, live a life without just being entertained. So come out of it. Come out of the test and get on with living again. And then write your stories. Write your books. Write your YouTube videos about what you went through. Because there'll be generations down the road. It might be another 70 to 100 years before this kind of event happens again. Write your books. Write your stories. Tell them how you went through it. Tell them. Speak out. So that the next generation or two, the children who have not even yet been born, the governments who have not yet come into existence, the leaders who have not taken the stand, who haven't been elected, will lit read. And in the time of history, they will hear about the COVID-19 that came out of Wuhan, China, and spread throughout all the whole world, and how the whole world dealt with it. This is truly a world war. Bigger than World War II, bigger than World War I, but it is a world war. It is a spiritual world war. It is a soulish, in your soul, world war. It is a physical world war. So be encouraged. There's light at the end. This will pass, and you want to come out and have flying colors, have a good grade on this test. 
Even the long night of Daniel with the lions passed. Even the long night while the death angel passed in Egypt, it passed. And the dawn came. and People were free. This will pass. We'll lose a lot of us, but they're not far. We'll see them again. But new children are being born every single day. We hope that more people will allow the babies not to be aborted and more children will be born and you will tell them of this time, of this world war and how you went through it. You might become the greatest generation and surpass World War II's. These nurses and doctors, they're on the front lines. They are in war. They're laying their lives down for you and for others. They will become the greatest generation. So give. If you have money, give it to the right things. All you billionaires and millionaires, give up some of your money. Help the nurses, the doctors, the hospitals, the food. Help your employees. Rise up. Rise up and be generous. Rise up with your money, your time, your talent. Let this become the greatest generation that the world will talk about for many, many years. Generals arise. Millionaires and billionaires arise. We need you. We need your talent, your thinking, your money. Help the nurses battle the enemy. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah, I'll see you at the end of the war. I'll see you in freedom. And the light will shine again. We will return, maybe not back to the world it was, because even after World War II, great explosions of population came, building the world came back together. There was joy and there was hope and love and life again. So I'll see you there. But till then, I'm going to stay at home. Got to trap a cat today and learn how to do this sitting at my door. Enjoy. Love you forever, Pastor Deborah. God be loved. Love is here. Global, worldwide ministry. If you want to contact me, that's great. Hope to see you out on Zoom and the Internet and LinkedIn. Working on another audio books, another part to my multitudes. Got a lot of books I'm trying to get recorded. Then I got to edit them. Then I got to get the video. It's a mess. But I'm okay. Still here. So enjoy. Love always. And get on the battlefield however you can. And write your stories about your battles. What gave you hope? What gave you encouragement? Talk about it. A lot of us were soldiers. I was grew up in the military. We're used to having church services right in the middle when the bombs are going off. Some of us run to the fight to protect the innocent and the young ones. So if you are a fighter, run to the battle. Spiritually, physically, run to it. Jump in. Help out. Some of us won't be in the hospitals doing that, but we can make the, make the mask. We can give out the food. We can send out prayers. 
We can call people and we can encourage them. We can babysit people. My grand, my son and daughter-in-law have taken in a young lady who lost her job on a cruise line. If you have a spare room, some of these people have lost their apartments, their job. Take them in. Help out. Be a blessing. Let your light and love shine out beyond what you've ever thought or dreamed of. Many ministries will get started. People will walk through this. My son can do this easily because I took in many people from family. Brother lived here for six years, mother and father. I took in homeless people. I took in satanic, ritually abused people with multiple personalities. I paid for them to go to college. I bought them cars. I helped them go to work. Helped them to uh, live a life, go to church. My son grew up with this, taking people in. I'm sending them extra money for Easter to help her. So help out any way you can. Do something you've never done before. Don't forget the animals. A lot of them are the dogs and cats. Don't forget them. The veterinarians, they're still working. Take care of your yard. Take your baths. I took a shower this morning. Get up, get dressed. Don't wear your nightgowns. You get up and you get dressed as you're going to work. Go through the test. Pass. Fight the battles. Fight to win. Come out the other side so that our children and grandchildren who don't really know what's going on can say to us, Wow, you did that. You did that for me. You did a karate on Zoom. You did a Planet Fitness on Zoom. We're the greatest generation. Rise up to Rise up. Love always, Pastor Dad.